This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. carry on and plan the sequel because let's face it baby these days you gotta have a sequel and welcome back to micro queers it's your weekly roundup of queer horror shorts and i'm joe and I'm Trace, and this might sound really fucking cliche, but we're talking one of my favorite porn stars from my teen years, Brent Corrigan. <laughs> what a shocker. It's a twink. With a huge cock. Oh, wow. Okay, we're just going to lead with that right off the top, are we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you lead with something else when discussing Sean Paul Lockhart Hart slash Brent Corrigan? <laughs> Uh, I like to talk about his underage uh, sexual shenanigans that got documented in that murder movie. I'm pretty... Oh, yeah, I know King Cobra. Yeah. Well, we won't go into too much detail about that today. So listeners, if you are unfamiliar with that scandal, um, don't watch the movie. Just Google it because the movie is actually not very good. It's hot garbage. Yeah. Uh, so, Trace, what are we actually talking about? Because we're not just talking about a porn star. Right. No, no. We are actually here to talk about. So this is an interesting micro queers for us, Joe. It's a little bit different. We're Instead of doing like a like a loose short, we're actually doing a segment of a horror anthology. Mm-hmm. And that anthology is Chillerama. And the yep. segment we're discussing is Tim Sullivan's I Was a Teenage Werebear. Ah, it's so adorable. That's a word for it. (laughs) I mean, it's rapey and campy, but it's also kind of adorable. I really, really enjoyed this, but there will be things to talk about. Uh, I do want to say, though, so listeners, this this movie is actually available on both Tubi and it's streaming for free on Amazon Prime. To save you the time, unless you want to watch the whole two-hour anthology, the segment actually starts right at the 40-minute mark, and it runs to the hour and five-minute mark. So it's about 25 minutes long. Yeah, so... I was a teenage werebear. Obviously, it's riffing on some classic old horror movies, such as I was a teenage Frankenstein and I was a teenage werewolf. But I think mostly this is like Elvis, Beach Blanket Bingo, a little bit of James Dean. Yeah, I think Sullivan described it as um, parodying Rebel Without a Cause, Grease, and The Lost Boys. There we go. Yes, Mm -hmm. unlike the Wikipedia entry, this is not playing off of the Twilight Saga. What the fuck? <laughs> no, it is not. So how familiar are you with some of those texts in question, Trace? Uh, I've never seen Rebel Without a Cause. I'm not crazy about the Lost Boys. I love Grease. <laughs> okay. I, I don't actually know the beach. I mean, I, I've seen like footage from them. I've seen clips from them. I've never seen a full movie. I have seen like the 2000 parody movie Psycho Beach Party, which is kind of what this movie is also doing, albeit 11 years after that movie. Yeah. A little bit campy, a little bit sleazy. Yes. Mixed, mixed with your horror and gore. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have the knowledge base to fully not understand what it's parodying, but, you know, I still thought it was funny. 
Yeah, I mean, this isn't the kind of thing where if you don't know those films, you're missing out on something. If you do know it, like, my parents definitely showed me a couple of films from, like, Annette Funicello. So mm-hmm. I immediately got the kind of, like, oh, yeah, the dancing at the beach party and just how ridiculous it is that school takes place at the beach. Because, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I will confess, even though I saw the whole, oh, it references Greece. I didn't know it was going to be a musical when I walked into it. And so when they started singing, I mean, for some of these, it's like, quote unquote, singing. I I was giddy as hell watching this, rapes and stuff included. So we can discuss that, too. Uh, Well, just in case people didn't have a chance to watch this longer than usual short slash anthology entry, your quick summary is a repressed gay teen transforms into a beast after being bitten by a hunky classmate. And that is a bit of an understatement because, you know, he's trying to hide his sexuality with a girl who gets into a car accident and Um. then he just immediately (laughs) abandons so that he can spend time with the very obviously modeled off of like greaser bad boys and he ends up getting bitten on the ass and whenever his hormones activate um, wait i'm sorry you 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 you're missing the crucial fact though bitten on the ass during a wrestling match which of course i've seen so many porno scenes with wrestling matches and coaches which is really funny that this actually brings that to life <laughs> oh yeah 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 i mean if you didn't know it was a gay man you would know from watching this because it is so filled with stereotypical gay porno elements right Yes. Oh, 100%. And Tim Sullivan himself is in the film. And granted, he's not a gay porn actor, but he seems to be very in the know <laughs> about the scene, which obviously would make sense considering a lot of gay men are. Yeah. So if viewers didn't know, Tim Sullivan appears as the high school coach who ends up putting the moves on Brent Corrigan slash Sean Paul Lockhart, which is his real name, not his porn name. Yeah. And uh, he ends up getting his head squished between them meaty thighs so this is clearly a low budget film the film is shot you know very low budgety <laughs> but i kind yes. of thought that added to its charm like i mean as soon as the film starts just the way it looks you know what kind of a movie you're into this is like z-grade like trash cinema and it kind of revels in every moment of it while also pushing lots of buttons Oh, for sure. Yeah. Up to and including, I think, the appearance of Lin Shay as a weird mystic who, like... Whose accent is unintelligible and comes completely. in and out. Yeah. I mean, even her name is Nurse Maleva. Maleva. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he cast her, though, because she was actually in his 2001 Maniacs film. Right, yeah. So this is important to know. 2001 Maniacs is a feature-length film that Tim Sullivan directed, and it is most certainly on the list because it has what in it, Trace? Uh, gay spit-roasting? Yeah, but like (laughs) deadly Oh, yeah, like death by spit-roast, and it's the gay character that gets it. And given the rape that's in this film, too, it's not... Sullivan is clearly very much... He's like a shock jock in a way, right? Yes. And it's interesting, though, because, you know, that, that film was 2005. This is 2011. And so even just nine years ago, like it was a very different time. I still think this could get made today. But again, I mean, I mean, I know we just mentioned this in our Better Watch Out episode in terms of like poor taste. Mm-hmm. But this feels more like stuff of like the stuff of like John Waters, where it's like, we're yeah. just going to do everything we can to make to make people like angry. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like there's multiple rapes in this the bully guy ends up ultimately dying because he gets penetrated through the chest by a penis. 
Yes. It's all in poor taste, but if you take it at face value, you're going to be repulsed. If you revel in the camp and the inappropriateness of it, it's like a hoot and a half. That's kind of the thing with me. So, like, I know we talked about rape a lot on this podcast, and it's not something that we should take lightly. No. The camp factor of this anthology short makes it more palatable for me in the sense that, like, yes, okay, rape is bad. I understand that. But it's done so over the top and poorly, and even in the sense of that the locker room scene also feels very much like a gay porno mm-hmm. scene and yeah. incorporates a lot of rape play, ele- rape play. I mean, this is a rape, it's not play, okay. but yeah. you know, I've seen a lot of porn, especially when, oh, if we're going to talk about Fraternity X, mm. oh. where it's very rapey <laughs> porn. Yeah. This seemed to be blending the two different types of subgenres of porn that I've seen before where it's, oh, the locker room experimentation mixed with that kind of frat jock rape play and so it's almost seemed to be spoofing that for me but also yes. mixed it into a rape revenge tale where the werebear comes out and kills him mm-hmm. yeah like this is actually a pretty complicated short if you think about the I world i just said so many things <laughs> <laughs> But at the same time, it's wrapped in this ridiculous homage to, you know, 1960s beach movies. And it also very knowingly casts a former, at this point, retired gay porn star, in part because, you know, director Tim Sullivan was actually having difficulty casting this movie because, as always, nobody wanted to play gay or the gay actors were told please don't take this it will kill your careers yeah because because it's super gay and again that's 2011 and it probably Mm -hmm. does still happen today but not i mean yeah i'm not in la so i don't know but maybe not as often or as intensely as it was back then i mean i'm thinking back our final patreon episode of last year when we covered midnight Mm. kiss oh yeah and we were still encountering those kinds of difficulties where it was like okay let's just get some gay actors into this, please. <laughs> right. But that's the thing, right? Like, even when, when gay actors as agents are telling them, nope, don't do it, because you're going to be cemented as gay and not be seen in anything else. Which, mm-hmm. damn, when it's like, that's acting. That's the point <laughs> of acting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's something to be said for an anthology short like this, where it actually revels in the gayness. Like, from the very opening moment, this main character, Ricky... Mm-hmm. Ricky O'Reilly. <laughs> That's a porn star name. Yeah. You know, like he's presented in this first scene as a heterosexual boy having sex with his girlfriend in the back of a van at the mm-hmm. beach. And you're like, okay. But then immediately you'd get this pan of the interior of the van walls and it's just loaded with <laughs> softcore <laughs> pornography images of men. <laughs> um, The double entendres. Like, I actually think the script for this is really clever because oh, the double yeah. entendres loaded throughout this thing are just fucking great. The, the songs themselves even are really, really clever and fun. Yes. Yeah, there's lots of fun to be had here. There's five original songs in this 30-minute short. Um, Love Bit Me on the Ass is quite great. I really enjoyed that. It is. And the Purge His Urge <laughs> song. Oh my god. <laughs> Of course, delivered in a jockstrap in a men's oh, locker room. I mean, Tim Sullivan, God bless you. I mean, again, we we can see Brent Corgan getting fucked in the ass three ways on Sunday in any porn movie that just Google it, whatever it's there. Are you talking about Gay VN Best Bottom 2000 and whatever? Ooh, really? Was that from your research today on Mr. Corrigan? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm serious, okay? I take my research really seriously. Chase. I seriously used to watch so much Brent Corrigan porn when I was in high school. It was insane. <laughs> So, okay, I don't think he's a good actor, generally. I've seen some of his actual, like, non-porn films, and he's not great. He doesn't really even exude that much charisma. 
I did no. actually like him here. I thought that he was having a lot of fun here, and it showed. But but it's because he's acting bad. But like that's part of it, right? Yes, I would say that this is probably the depth that he is able to summon as a not professional actor. Like yeah. he's getting by because the role demands so much, and he can fill that, and not much more. He can fill lots of things. Okay. Oh, that was too easy. Okay. That, see, that okay. was low-hanging fruit, much like some of the jokes in this movie. Like, for instance, with the girlfriend who gets hit by a car. Oh, my God. I feel like if you can't get on board with how it treats her head injury and the way that she can no longer talk, <laughs> this is just not a short for you. I mean, I was laughing a lot during this, but mm -hmm. simultaneously... It's so poor taste. Well, I was looking behind my shoulder like, can someone see me laughing at this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's kind of like watching Drop Dead Gorgeous and laughing at all of the things that you know are inappropriate. Yes. And then you laugh at them anyway. Well, and that's the thing, though. Drop Dead Gorgeous has the benefit of being in 1999, whereas this does not. But, you know, they're both kind of trying to accomplish the same things. And so, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those, like, you know, you, you pointed this out to me when we started. Like, uh, before I watched it, you had already had, and you were like, that's a lot of rape in this. Yeah. And I, I do get it. I don't know. I hate to use my oft-used phrase, it didn't bother me, but it was just like, I don't know, man, like, it was just so silly. I couldn't be disturbed by it. Right. No, I mean, I think that's fine. And I actually don't think you're alone in that, because when you look at reviews of Chillerama as a whole, people usually reference this anthology short as the best of the bunch. So I think people really got what it was trying to do with the tongue-in-cheek humor, the homage, but also just its sense of playfulness, right? Like, this is a playful short. If you try to take it seriously, then yes, it's horribly offensive and traumatizing. If you can go along with the spirit of the short, then you can actually have a lot of fun with it. Question, have you seen Psycho Beach Party? I have not, no. Okay, so I like it it is based on a play. It is funny. But the thing is, it kind of loses energy about halfway through the film because it starts at like 100 and it right. doesn't maintain that throughout the rest of it. So I actually think Ooh. it's kind of boring after a while. Right. Even the performances kind of get dra draggy, but, but it's very much like camp and very gay. Mm -hmm. So I think the 25 minute runtime actually helped this because for this, there was never a lag in energy. Yeah, and all of the numbers are pretty high energy, like high beat. But mm. I do think that there's some nice ebbs and flows so that you can like relax in between songs like you would in a normal musical. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do we make of the ending of this where he does kill his werebear lover? Um, I mean, I... <sighs> I, I know, didn't right? Love it. I didn't think that's where it was gonna go. Well, I didn't love the idea that Talon was just going to randomly turn on everybody because I felt like that conflated the messaging. Like the whole thing is that it's the usual metaphor where werewolf equals gay. It's like the thing that you keep hidden inside of you. In this case, literally, but it's a very specific gay, right? It's the leather daddy bears. Yeah, which I do love because I didn't really understand initially the transformation. I was like, I don't get it. Why are they suddenly being played by completely different mature <laughs> actors? And then I was like, oh, bear community. Got it, got it, got it. I, whenever, um, I'll call him Jean-Paul Lockhart. Whenever, because I think it's what he wants to go by now. Whenever yes. he first turned, I was like, that's not the same actor, right? No, not at all. Like, it's a mature <laughs> man at that point. <laughs> That's really funny. So then for this love interest, Talon, they're just going to lure everybody in with this beach blanket performance, and then they're going to eat slash turn everybody. I was like, well, no, because you can't turn straight people. Okay. Wait, right. what? Uh, hmm. Yeah. No, I know. 
I like the comeuppance, you know, the kind of gentle rape, well, not gentle. I like the rape revenge part of it in that it's always satisfying to see a bully get owned. But yeah, I didn't love having to see a gay man kill his love interest just because the love interest went quote unquote crazy. Right. Well, it also kind of plays into the whole trope of, um, oh, like gays want to like, yeah, like you said, turn straight man. And it's kind of like, oh, but mm. again, like, why am I going to get offended by that when I'm not being offended by like the multiple instances of male rape, male and male rape in this film, right? So, Oh, sure. Yeah. No, you can't decide to get angry about one thing and not another thing in this. It's like, you got to give it carte blanche if you're going to go with it. Yes. You're, you're, you're upset about nothing or everything. <laughs> yeah. Now, there is one other element that we should address before we wrap this up, Mm -hmm. and that is the fact that taking ourselves outside of the film, there's a nice little bit of censorship controversy that surrounds this film. Mm -hmm. So it was originally created for Chillerama, but it also, you can buy I Was a Teenage Werebear as a standalone film. I think it's extended, too. It's like longer than the cut we have. Yes, and originally there were talks about spinning it off into a feature with the guy who developed Reefer Madness, but that <gasps> never came to pass, unfortunately. Oh my god. <laughs> don't yeah. tell me that. That's t- <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry to get you That we up. don't have that is really upsetting. Yeah, it was unclear why it didn't happen, but it looked like they were in the initial stages of it. Like Tim Sullivan was planning new musical numbers and he had Sean Paul Lockhart back on board. But anyway, that didn't happen. But uh, there was a time where Tim Sullivan was trying to sell this as an independent film. Like you could buy it as a, a DVD and he was trying to sell it on eBay. And apparently he kept getting censored because of pictures of Sean Paul Lockhart in the briefs. No, but but the complaint was that he had, quote-unquote, engorged genitalia, which I'm assuming means a boner, unless it just means a really large bulge, which I'm just like, well, have you seen his porn? Let's be clear. This is not a legitimate complaint. No, it's not. This is censorship, and it's gay censorship, because Mm -hmm. a retail provider was uncomfortable with queer content. Yeah. Again, the double standard there, because how many pictures of women with their tits out with their bottoms on, you know, like, get sold and whatever. Oh, sure. Like, I'm just thinking of all those magazines. Sports Illustrated, man! Yeah, like, the the women, you know, washing the car, leaning over in the bikini or whatever, but, oh, no, it's just body appreciation art, and you're like, mm, okay. I yeah, mean, it I is. I bet the people that were complaining to didn't even know he was a porn star. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess. I'd say it's the early stages of the internet, but no, this is 2011. 2011, man! <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit weird. So there is that piece, which is not a great thing. But Tim Sullivan did end up selling it on his own personal website. And apparently you had to send him an email that was like, send me the nasty smut in the subject heading or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. It was, um, fuck yes, I want to be sexually and morally offended because sexually and morally offensive is what the complaint was lodged against on the the steal on eBay. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and granted, they did let him put it back on there if he put it in the adults-only section. And he was like, fuck that. Like, rightfully so, too. Yeah, because totally fuck that. That's really, really fucked up, and I really hate that it happened. It's bullshit. It's kind of insulting to the male form, too, right? And granted, the logline attached to the piece did emphasize the gay content in the film that the still was from. So that had a part of it, too. It wasn't just the image of Lockhart. But again, either way, it is still gay censorship. Well, and especially if you watch this movie, there's nothing here. Like, you're not seeing anything. Like, we're seeing the same amount of, quote-unquote, male nudity and or queer content as we saw when we watched Hi, It's Your Mother. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, I think you because it is the penis that goes through the guy's chest, but it's like a clearly fake. Oh yeah, like <laughs> penis. <laughs> that could have been the head of a xenomorph. Yeah, exactly. It might have been a fake prop for all we know from from an alien film. Right. Because <laughs> I'm sure the budget for this was very low. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I have one final piece of trivia. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Adam Robitel also plays a bit part in this. The character of Butch. Is he not the bully that rapes him? You know what? I actually think he is. I mean, because it's like a blonde guy, right? So that's all. Because Adam Robitel has like the long, honestly, kind of like early porn Brent Corrigan hair, but blonde. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's awesome, though. Good for you, Adam Robitel. (laughs) Um, In case listeners don't know, he is the director of Escape Room and The Taking of Deborah Logan. Yes. Okay, well, um, well, I guess finally, and we can do this really quick. Would you watch a feature-length version of this? absolutely yeah Yeah. me too (laughs) (laughs) i mean in a way it's already a half an hour so really you're just talking about stretching it a little bit more but this was a lot of fun i really enjoyed this i agree i think it was fun too listeners let us know what you thought are you with us on this or were you actually offended by it because i I would understand both sides of this coin (laughs) sure yeah but okay well let us know and uh, on that note we can cross out chillerama's i was a teenage werebear <laughs> yes, and cross out micro queers. Mm-hmm.